NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Health officials are warning Americans about the uptick in hospitalizations among those fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The concern about fading immunity against severe COVID infections comes as the FDA is expected to authorize a Pfizer vaccine booster for adults aged 18 and older. President Biden is again selling the big infrastructure bill he signed this week. He said more Americans are going to be able to get high-speed internet. No parent should have to do what a lot of you did and they did in my state and all over America. Sit in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant just so their child can use the internet. The jury deciding Kyle Rittenhouse's fate will deliberate for a third day Thursday. After another seven and a half hours of deliberating Wednesday, the 12-member panel did not reach a verdict in the case. They're expected to resume their deliberations at 9 a.m. local time Thursday. I'm Brian Shook. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. What would life be like without the brave men and women who answered when liberty was threatened? This Memorial Day, Hayward Environmental Consulting in Rancho Cucamonga asks that we remember the Americans who answered the call to arms. We live in freedom today because of yesterday's sacrifices. That's from Hayward Environmental Consulting in Rancho Cucamonga where they are honoring the military men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. Hayward Environmental Consulting. Better environment for a better tomorrow. If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must-buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, email CEO at KCAARadio.com. The caring staff at Mac Flavor Ingredients reminds everyone to please take the opportunity to give blood. By doing so, you may save the life of a friend, child, elderly person, surgery patient, or an accident victim. So give blood. It's safe, simple, and saves lives. This important reminder is a courtesy of Mac Flavor Ingredients in Riverside, where they care about the safety and welfare of our community. Be a silent hero, and if you can, give the gift of life. Give blood. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. K-C-A-A. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. On today's show, Scott visits with executive director of the world-famous Riata Ranch Cowboy Girls, Jennifer Welch Nicholson. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you're listening to us on the radio, on KCAA out in California, the NBC affiliate, 
or if you're watching our podcast on one of our many platforms, we really appreciate you. Today, we have a special guest. Uh, she is the executive director of Riata Ranch Cowboy Girls out in California. And she is one of five nominated for the Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association Donata Barnes Award. And uh, we are just so excited about the show. We've been laughing in our pre-show and, and uh, you're gonna love it. Jennifer Welch Nicholson. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to meeting you and, and getting the chance to speak with you today and talk about Riata Ranch. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot wait to talk about it. And I've been on the website. It's so cool. And, and like I say, we're just having so much fun talking about horses before we started. And, and so I, I guess let's start with the ranch. So where is the ranch located? So currently, Riata Ranch, we're still based in California. Uh, we moved from our original location. We're now up in the mountains. Uh, we're just outside of Sequoia National Park. So if you ever want to come visit the park, I, I don't know if you kept up. We just had a bunch of really bad wildfires. Right now, the park is, is closed. But anyway, on a good day, when the park is open, you come up and see the park. Uh, Riata Ranch was actually started in 1957 by a gentleman of the name of Tommy Meyer. And his vision for his riding school really wasn't based on teaching young people to ride horses in competitions. It was more based on the values that he had learned growing up. As a rodeo cowboy, he was tied down roper. So he took all of those values and all of those skills, and that's what he began his riding school with. As he went on, he realized that there was even a bigger world, and we got into uh, rain cow horses mostly, a little bit of cutting, some junior and high school rodeo, but really it was about the horse shows and uh, and and rain cow horse. That's what I grew up knowing, thought I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, while I was there, um, this wonderful cutting edge writing school then added another layer, added another piece. And we started an entertainment division, which there was an all girl band, which at the time I was not a part of, but they started teaching this acrobatic trick writing stuff. Now, I had no idea what trick riding was all about. I didn't know that people could actually do stunts on horses at a fast speed and live through it and not get hurt. I mean, I didn't know what it was but I sure learned how to do it. And uh, I found myself with three other young women at the time. And the four of us made up the original Riata Ranch Cowboy Girls team back in 1976. And we just started traveling to rodeos and we were going to professional rodeos with um, mostly Flying New Rodeo and RSC Rodeo Company at the time here in California. And since that time, just to kind of give you a broad ver uh, version of no, now really what we do in our outreach, from that beginning, we, we've traveled to 22 countries on five continents, oh representing goodness. the Western brand and doing that through trick riding. But what has made the Riata Ranch brand and what we do is a little bit different is that we really focus on the horsemanship. Because like I said, I grew up riding ring, riding ring cow horses. So our foundation is really more of a horsemanship school. And we just happen to also teach riders to trick ride and trick rope and anything that has to do with Western performance. Oh, I, I love that. So my, I love the foundation part you put on in, the rider and the horse, you know, and then that lets you go to the next step for sure. Exactly. And, you know, and, and the other thing too, Scott, is you have to understand, I don't work with people that already have a connection to the Western lifestyle or horses. The majority of writers that come to me, whether they're youth or whether they're an adult, either don't have any connection to a horse, never had one, and this, I am their first, or Riata Ranch is their first introduction, or they want to ride horses, but for whatever reason, um, you know, they, they live in town, their parents aren't going to buy a ranch. I mean, they don't, that a reality of them actually being on a horse facility is not going to be their reality. So we connect people to horses, we connect people to Western lifestyle, and we connect people to professional rodeo through the programs that we have here at Riata Ranch. So, so amazing. So cool. So, so what was your first trick ride? What did you do first? <laughs> well, let me tell you about my first rodeo, my first professional show, because 
I had a lot of, I, I don't want to you know, tell, scare people, but in the beginning, we, I had a lot of wrecks. I fell off a lot. We didn't really <laughs> know what we were doing. I mean, we're just learning, but we've created a very safe way now for people to learn. Um, but my first introduction to my very first performance, I tell the story like this. I was all of 13 years old. So the only thing I knew is we were loading up. We went to this show in Bakersfield. And I met Buck Owens because it was the Buck Owens rodeo. The okay. drop the mic deal right there. <laughs> you know, I was like, huh, okay, that's that's cool. Well, then um, I met my very first rodeo cowboy. I'd never met anyone like this in my entire life. His name was Monty Hawkeye Hanson. He was a saddle bronc rider. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Okay. And then there's this young fella behind the microphone who was this rodeo announcer that I'd never met anyone like him in my entire life. His name is Bob Tallman. And everybody was excited about a bull named Oscar. That was my introduction to professional radio. I went home after that weekend and said, you know, I think I kind of like this. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I know know I've got a rain cow horse and I really like my rain cow horse, but I think I'm going to do this. And and really, that's how we started. And uh, we, you know, we got such a great start in the radio business. We were just some around the best people. Monty Montana Sr., J.W. Stoker. I met Donnie Gay. Um, didn't, even, didn't know who Donnie Gay was. Um, Roy Cooper. Um, I mean, you just name it. It was just the, the, uh, the Camarillo brothers were, were revolutionizing team roping. It was such an exciting time to be a part of the professional rodeo industry. And you have to know. I didn't know anything about rodeo because when we had to learn it as we went along and it was just a really, really wonderful time. And so I think what's exciting for me is that 40 plus years later, the Riata Ranch name still has some significance and we're still contributing to an industry um, that I just, I just really um, enjoy and want to pass it on to others as much right. as I can. It's a great industry and the people are just so wonderful. Yeah. And, and uh, man, what a first rodeo to go to. That's just amazing. <laughs> I know that was my first rodeo, right? Oh my. <laughs> that was my first rodeo experience. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was uh, a memory that I, I, you know, I remember it like it happened yesterday. It was, it, it made such an impression on me. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever think it would be going like this for so long in, in such a high level in any so, industry? It, well, I think, again, I'm going back to, you know, we just finished our summer season, um, even though we've been performing, but our main rodeo season, I mean, we, we were at Cheyenne. The team was at the Cheyenne Frontier Days, you know, cool. and Salinas. I mean, we did both of those rodeos. In That's Virginia. awesome. That's so, awesome. To think 40 plus years later, we're still, like you said, still being able to perform on that level. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, I was 13. I, you know, what what do you know when you're 13? You just think this is life. And then I was a young adult and then, you know, I just kept being able to do all these really cool things. Um, Travel the world. I was, you know, performing in the South of France. I was, um, I went to Israel, we took it, we started the trick riding team in Israel. We, you know, we were going to Japan, we went to China and I just, it took me a little bit to understand that my life and what I was doing was very unique and that was not opportunities that everyone was getting. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, and yet, and uh, as you know, in the, in the horse industry, um, no one really gives you anything. What they'll give you is opportunity. Okay. Absolutely. And it's up to you to do something with that opportunity. I mean, okay, someone might give That's you a beautiful. horse. You know, gives you maybe it's a it's a great horse. I've had several horses donated to our program. But man, what? Okay, when you, just because you give you that horse doesn't mean it, you're it's made. You have to down go make that horse great and go do great things or. Um, an opportunity to move into this ranch where we are. Um, but, you know, I've had to make it work. So I look now back on all the things that we've done and I, I'm so proud that we're still going. Um, in 2002, and I know I'm sort of skipping around, but in 2002, um, the founder of the Riata program passed away. The unfortunate thing is before his death, he 
he got very ill and things started to get kind of tight financially and things really kind of started to fall apart financially. And sometimes when you're falling in a hole, you keep digging and you find yourself and you're making things worse, not better. So financially, the, the company itself was pretty much bankrupt and was really suffering. So when he passed away, I had no intentions of taking it over because I just never, I just didn't think there was any way for Riata Ranch to come back. But I had some really wonderful friends at the time, business savvy people. We rebuilt the ranch and here we are in 2021 and we're still going. So um, it's been a, been a real journey, but Again, I look back and I think about the strides that we made and some of the things that we've been able to do and like, and, and, and to be able to continue to perform on such a high level. Yeah. I feel very lucky that we've been able to, to maintain that and ma maintain our integrity as yeah. a ranch organization, for sure. Uh, that, that's amazing. Scott will be right back with more from Jennifer Welch Nicholson. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Today, we're gonna to talk about something I'm really passionate about. Those that know me, know I love my coffee. Those that don't, now you know I do. And we've been working on this for several months and we, we wanted to get it just right. And we don't put our name on anything unless we feel 100% certain it's, it's the best product we can get. And uh, we, we've done it, I really believe we've done it. We've created a coffee line, 13 great flavors. I'm gonna show you three of them. We have K-Cups in all 13 flavors. Here's a Jamaican Me Crazy. It's a, just a really great coffee. Everyone has great logos. It has a brand, the same brand that's on our horses, our trailers. You know that brand means something and we wouldn't put it on here if it wasn't good coffee. We have whole bean. This is a great Honduran blend and uh, it's a whole bean coffee. We have whole bean in all 13 flavors. And then we have a ground coffee. Uh, this is a really great one. My wife and I really like this a lot, loved it. So we named it after our daughter, Hades Glenn. Everyone has the packaging and the logo of the show, our brand, and I hope you like it. I, I really believe you will. And we're gonna have more flavors coming out soon. We're gonna have the pumpkin spices and then we're gonna go to peppermint after that. And please send us your suggestions as well. You can find it at cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Think coffee shop, cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Thank you so much. And, and there's a lot of people listening to the show on the radio right now thinking, I, I want to do that. I, I want to go learn to ride. Or I want to be around that industry. Or maybe they're watching the podcast and they've yeah. never seen that. So how would somebody start? Can they just go to your website and start learning that way or seeing what they it's about? Can. We are going to start doing some online um, lessons. You know, mostly I've always had people come to the ranch. I have places for people to stay here. You can come stay at the ranch and we immerse you uh, into whatever it is you want to learn. Some girl, some writers, mostly girls, but some writers we get already know how to ride. They want to try their hand at trick riding. They want to learn some basic things. Others have never been around a horse. So they're just here to learn everything from the ground up. And we really do, um, we really do focus on a lot of the fundamentals uh, on the ground, from the ground up. And it's very important to me that you learn, you know, how to catch, how to type your own horse, how to, how to groom, how to saddle yeah. properly. Um, there's nothing worse than seeing improper padding on a horse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. You, I mean, all these things, because I, I keep telling, because I always tell everybody, well, I'm not going to be saddling your horse for you. You're going to have to do it. So you have to learn how to, but you want it all done properly, you know? And absolutely. so, and, and everyone's different, um, how quickly they pick up on it. And honestly, for some, they don't, um, I, I have girls whose families live four hours from here, live in a totally different County and um will drive their 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 daughters up here and i ask them i say why do you do you drive four hours to come right here when there's plenty of places for you to to ride and they said because there's no place like briata um we truly do wow. have i mean the when you come here it's you've got to ride for the brand that's what i teach you ride that's for awesome the brand. yes so what does that mean? That means you come, there's teamwork. If the barn needs to be clean, I'm really particular about people cleaning up after themselves. I don't like you to leave your manure and your stuff. And you pick up your trash, you pick up after your horse, you rake, you clean, you put things away, you put it away 
better than how you found it kind of that that's my that's my philosophy and um you know there's just you know they some people go to other barns and they they take lessons they say that part of it is not instilled well one of the first things i'm going to do when you come to my i'm going to teach you how to use a broom and teach you how to use a rake and i'm going to teach you what I want rigged and what I want swept, what your responsibility is. And that that's left over from when Mr. Meyer had Riata. He made us responsible for taking care of the ranch or at least the parts that we used. And I think that is an excellent way to teach young people about the responsibility of, of maintaining livestock if you've never been around it before, right. which is the majority of people that I work with. Uh, it's different than a cat, different than a dog. I mean, horses and cows have a totally different way of being having to be maintained and taken care of. And it really is about the, with the hard work. I have another saying that I, I, I tell people all the time. I say, you know, you earn your reputation in the arena, but you're going to earn your respect in the barn. That's, and- that's so true. That is so <laughs> awesome. It's so great that you invite people into the industry, because if you're outside of the industry, it's hard. You, you think it's hard to get in. But hopefully someone listening to this today or, or seeing you, they're like, oh, I can do that. And then with your experience and where you ride, there you tether them to the top. And they may yes. have never even saddled a horse yet. And yes. that's a big opportunity for a lot of people wanting to get in the industry. And I think it's important to exactly what I want to just pick up on something you just said. I think sometimes people on the outside look at you and they look at me, especially if we're wearing our hats and our jeans. And they can't envision themselves Absolutely. doing that. Like they don't, yeah. they see it. It's kind of like me watching, uh, cir- I, have a, I have a girl performing at a, at a circus right now. And I watch those people up on the, you know, and they do like the ropes and the, um, anyway, all that stuff up in, in the air. Right. And I'm like, right. there's no way. I don't, I could never see myself doing that, right? Sure. <laughs> And I think sometimes people look at what you do and what I do and they, they can't see themselves in that role. And I really try to kind of take that barrier away and say, look, stand here and see what it looks like with you standing in my shoes, if you will. This is what it looks like. And what we do is take away the responsibility of a family or a person thinking, well, the only way I can get into horses is if I go buy a ranch somewhere and I take on all of this. I'm like, you know, Riata Ranch will do that for you. We have the ranch. We have the facility. We have the know-how. We have all of the horses, the equipment. We have it all here. Come try it. And if you like it, you can keep coming back. And someday, if that is going to really be truly a part of your uh, lifestyle, then when you're ready, you can go, you can go do that. For a lot of people, for me, Scott, this is an event in their life that they're only going to do maybe five, six, maybe 10 years, maybe. Um, so I want them to be able to take that experience with them, no matter what they go do with their life. I want the time that they spend at Riata with the horses, with their teammates in this lifestyle, I need it to be meaningful and purposeful for them so that when they're, you know, doing whatever professional job they're doing that has nothing to do with horses, it, whatever experiences they had then can lend and help them do what they're doing now even better. Absolutely, it just make them stronger. Just like we talked make about earlier stronger. in the show, you know, you're building that foundation for whatever direction you go. And then it gives them kind of a, a neat story to tell, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And they have, might have some pictures, kind of like you do up on your wall there. That is, uh, those are really cool. And I, I see somebody in the middle back there too, kind of over your shoulder there. Yeah. yeah. That, would be, that would be the queen herself. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you tell that story? <laughs> so in 2012, we were invited to go perform for Queen Elizabeth for her Diamond Jubilee. It was basically her birthday party um, that went on for several months. And we were there on the front end of it in May. And there was a horse show going on on the grounds of Windsor. So we stayed on the grounds of Windsor. There was 18 countries invited to put on a performance. Wow. And we were part of the USC, USA contingency and one day they sent out this um, invitation and they invited four, I think it was like four people from each country to come to the castle to have tea and meet the queen. And so that is me. That is <laughs> <Hi>. so cool. <laughs> Meeting and talking to the queen. And I'm actually giving her um, a scarf. I had my, my late husband, Chad, had purchased um, 
a wild bag for me, a handmade silk wild bag. And I'd never even taken out of the package. And I said, would you be offended if I gave this to the queen? <laughs> he said, no, I, of course not. I said, okay, so I'm going to give her this scarf. Well, by golly, she took that scarf and she was very excited about it. And her her assistant said, hey, you need to start looking at pictures because she's going to wear that scarf. And I tell you what, about a year later, there was a picture of her writing with Prince Philip. And uh, online, my husband looked at it and goes, hey, look, at there's there's a queen of Philip writing this. Chad, that's the scarf I gave her. <laughs> and yeah, he actually did wear it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So from Buck Owens to the queen. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Just um, an ordinary girl living an extraordinary life. Isn't that awesome? And that's so much a part of our show. And that's why you're so special to be on here. Is so we encourage people to come into the industry. It's an amazing industry to get to do what we get to do and what you do. Well, thank you. And you know, and you never know who we're gonna invite in who's gonna bring something really wonderful to the industry and make it even better and revolutionize a part of it that needs revolutionizing. Um you know, I just think that anybody who really has a passion for horses and, and really has a passion for the Western lifestyle and wants to see it continue, wants to be a part of it, I'm I'm happy. You know, we, we need to keep making and creating those fans. Um, Absolutely. People to what we do, but in a way that is really responsible and actually does actually grow the industry. Right. Yeah. That's that's so great. So so Cowboy Girl. So how how, how did the name come to be? That's another story too. Okay, right. so back in the, the back in I think it was 1974, there was a movie that came out with John Wayne called The Cowboys. Love and you. oh yeah, okay, okay, it's a great movie. Well, when Tommy started the entertainment division, he needed a name for his group, and he identified with the movie The Cowboys because the premise was John Wayne was hiring his character was hiring boys to do a man's work. And Tom looked at what he was doing with young people at his ranch is very same thing that we were young people, but we were being held to kind of adult expectations, if you will. So we originally were called Riata Ranch Cowboys. That was our name. Then in about 1983, four or five, right in there, um, um, there was a horse trainer, a movie horse trainer, Glenn Randall. And Glenn had just finished the return of the Black Stallion, but Glenn and Tommy were good friends. And we were at the California State Fair and we just finished our performance. And Glenn called Tom off to the side and he said, hey, look, you can't call these girls cowboys. Number one, you're insulting the men that go out and do this job every day. And you're insulting your girls by calling them girls. Call them cowboy girls. They're the Riata Ranch cowboy girls. So from then on, Riata Ranch cowboy girls. I love it. It works. And it works. Well, then, um, right after Tom passed away and I'd taken over the program, it was suggested to me that I call ourselves the Cowgirls. He says, nobody can remember that name. It's too hard. And da, 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 da. I really, and I really thought about it, but didn't really want to. But I thought, well, I need to listen, maybe. I didn't know what to do. So I went and picked up the Quarter Horse Journal and started reading it. And then there was an article about a handful of women that went on the cattle drives back in the day. There weren't very many, yes. and they called them cowboy girls. I said, that's it. I am not changing the name. We are keeping it. They're keeping it. Historically correct. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love it. it came from John Wayne movie, too. And I love that you were wondering, and there was your answer. Yeah, it wasn't, I mean, of all the days, I just didn't know what to do. So I just sat down on the couch with the, picked up the quarter horse journal and said, I'm, I'm conflicted. And I just said, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to read this magazine. And there was that article and went, well, I know now. So now you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Um, so, so, when, so when you're on the road, um, what's life like for someone that doesn't know what it's like? You know, how do you, I know you've been to almost all the country, all the um, states, but when you're traveling to countries, how do you take your horses or do you take your horses? Well, in the beginning we did, we would take our own horses because you have to remember we started traveling in the late seventies, early eighties. And a lot of these countries we were going to didn't have quality Western horses. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I would, I'm really proud to say that we were on the cutting edge of helping uh, in Europe now for, for, for sure. Uh, taking um, 
quality quarter horses and, and getting them shipped to to Europe. Uh, Tom, we, we fell into some some importer exporters and they and you know the, the Europeans really loved the idea of the of the Western lifestyle and the cowboy, but they didn't really have good resources and they didn't have anybody who'd actually gone over and really helped them develop it in a proper way. So the only thing that they really knew about Western writing is just kind of what they saw on TV. And the classic writers over there had absolutely no respect for that kind of writing whatsoever. Right. But what was interesting is these Europeans would do tons of research and they had some of the best authentic Western clothing and, and, and weaponry and just artifacts. And it was amazing. They had these Western clubs and you'd walk in and it just, you felt like you stepped back 150 years. But what they didn't have were really good quality horses. So we, at the time we started going to Europe, uh, we were going over and we were teaching Western riding. Mm -hmm. And Tom was teaching people the, the, the right equipment, you know, the right bridles, the right saddles. And we started working with these um, importers about importing some of our really, really high grade quarter horses. And Tom actually um, judged one of the very first Western horse shows over in Europe. And well, now today, you know, you've got such great livestock. And now the, the quarter horse um, and all these different breeders have done such a wonderful job at getting better quality horses into these different parts of the world. We don't have to take horses over anymore. We can contact, um, you know, we go to go to Australia or wherever we're going now. Um, we just we make contacts in that country and we find horses there and we send the team over early and we, we start training them just for what we're going to do and then we get to leave them there which makes it a lot more um, um you know for the producer of the show it is not that expensive importing you know taking horses over and bringing them home so yeah very cool very cool so so how do you stay fresh and keep coming up with new shows and new routines and um, uh yeah that's a really great question um I don't because sometimes I really don't. I, I don't know. Sometimes I just know to switch things. And you know, the other thing too, it depends on uh, the talent that I have. Sometimes I have girls that are just stronger in 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 the trick writing. So we might develop some new things in the trick writing pool. Right now, what seems to be really kind of where my strengths are in, in the team right now is is we have some really awesome Roman writers that are really strong. So we're putting cool. together uh, kind of new routines with some Roman writing. And then we also trick rope, which is not really common, especially among females. I mean, I mean, right. people can do it, but we add choreography to it. So we dance and trick rope, so it makes it twice as hard. So we come with a we come with a package. So our girls are pretty well rounded. They have to be able to trick rope. They have to be able to trick ride. They have to be able to Roman ride. And they have to be able to ride horses well. So talent. It it just and it takes not everyone that and this is you know not everyone that comes to the program can make it all the way across all of those lines. And to me, that's not. I'm not always looking for that. I'm always just looking how we're how I'm bettering somebody's life, like how how I'm someone that's connected awesome. to the horses. Because I know what we do is very time consuming and it takes a huge commitment to really want to be like a top performer on, on the cowboy girl team. And I actually call my top team, my Riata Ranch cowboy girls, they're my ambassador, they're ambassadors for Riata Ranch, just the ambassador team, because now they're out promoting the Riata Ranch brand because of the most visible um, piece of the, our program that's out there that people know. We're getting ready to launch our own wine label. Are <laughs> you really? Yeah, we're that's actually awesome. Riata Ranch, and we're, my my brother happens to be a winemaker, uh, award-winning winemaker. His wines are called Torch Cellars. But anyway, through his company, we 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 developed our own wine label, and we have our own wine coming out. It's Cabernet. We just have a Cabernet Sauvignon, and you'll be able to to order that online as well um, in November coming up. But it's just about, you know, for me, it's about young women and writers or whoever wants to come here, just, you know, reaching, re putting a benchmark up there and letting them reach it. And if right. they want to go on, then we'll set another one. But if this is all that they want to do, and, and maybe it's just, Scott, I don't know if you come across it, but some people are just scared to death of horses. Yeah. And all they want to do is get over their fear. So that's right. what we work on. 
Yeah. yeah. And once they do, though, boy, there's no holding back then. They're, they're in it for sure. It's such a magical feeling when you finally make that connection with a horse in that oh, bond. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And even when I, you know, and even today when I get a new horse and you can make, you, you, you cross that, that bridge with that horse and there's just that instant connection. There's nothing like it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with Jennifer Welch Nicholson. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, heard on KCAA, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to cowboyentrepreneur.shop. That's cowboyentrepreneur.shop. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to cowboyentrepreneur.shop to order your coffee today. So, so do you differ your shows depending on an indoor-outdoor arena or the size of the arena? Um, yeah, well, you know, and the other thing is professional rodeo now is being televised. So yes. we are getting really good. And, I, you know, one thing about us, we're in a perfect position because we can we can take our act and put it in little two or three minute increments, which um, some rodeos now are needing you to come in and only be two or three minutes, but they want you to come in three different times with something else. Right. So we're already kind of set up for that. So, you know, we just... So what the you know what are, what are rodeos needing? What are events needing? Um, you know, whenever we someone would like to hire the team for something, I I just find out what are you what, what are you looking for? What do you need? And then we just we custom design that to fit whatever it is that they are looking for. That's so cool. So so if somebody hears that and they want to hire y'all, or how, what's the best way for them to get you as far as uh, email me generally or call call the number um and i will get back to them yeah emailing is probably the best way actually so, so they just go to the website find your email yeah. find your number give you a call or email yeah. you which is better for sure yeah absolutely sure. so the costumes are really really cool um oh, thank you. they're called costumes yes is that what you call okay so so who designs those do you design them and and how do y'all choose used to um when i had time but i can't i i don't have you know i'm i when you shift when you put on a different hat and you're actually running a business i find i don't have time to to, to sit down for hours and hours and go through music i don't have time to figure out what right i just tell people what i like i look at some no, i don't like that but i i do some i i basically give my idea of what i'd like and then i have a professional design something for us so <clears throat> all of our outfits are custom made um they, they have to be obviously but sure yeah yeah i used to put a lot of time and thought in, into show production when that's my when my job was managing teams and taking teams out on the road that's all i did um you know but i know there's this thing called budgets and finance and <laughs> the work now. part of it <laughs> that you oh, know man. you have to pay a little more attention to it i don't get to do all that i don't get to do as much of that fun stuff as i used uh, to well i bet it i bet it's so fun though to see uh, somebody when they get their first costume that first yeah. day they actually made it they get the costume you know is, is I, that kind of, the i kind of forget sometimes what that's like 
but you know the first time you you have a person on the team for the first time and they get to put on one of those costumes yeah and you kind of sit up. they made it Ooh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they made it absolutely yeah. so so with the ropes there's a great picture of you by back there with the rope and you're standing on a horse are they special ropes that you use they are so um we do american style trick roping there's um the south american style which is like kind of the more vicero um yeah. style or mexican roping um and then there's there's kind of the american style which is with cotton ropes so it's a it, it's samson spot cord it's cotton. They're as raggy as, as they come. They're really, they really, really flexible. That they're not like um, a megaya rope or even kind of like a poly rope where there's a stiffness or kind of a feel to it. These ropes have a totally different feel. And the hardest part about trick roping is not only are you having to turn the rope in your arm, so say from your elbow to your wrist, that's where your power comes from, but you have to turn the kinks out in the tail. So you, with your fingers, you're turning it like this. Oh, like a, wow rolling a pencil and that all has to happen at the same time when the beginning that's hard to get all that coordinated and that's what really takes the longest we have actually a school here so we teach people to trick rope and we teach people to trick ride and we have it broken down into five different levels we have a red level okay and we have a red white blue silver and gold Cool. And it just gives people direction on how to spin the rope and what to do so they are not kind of lost um and obviously the more you go up in the levels the more difficult the skills become and we add more ropes to your repertoire so by the time you get all the way through at least through the blue level i mean you're gonna have about six different trick ropes that you that you have to rope with yeah very cool very cool so so uh so on the ranch can, can people just come out there and stay and be around it of course yeah, really have, you can come stay here or you can just come every day, come to the ranch and go home. Or we have places for people to stay, actually stay right here on the ranch with us. Yeah. Very cool. And I guess off the website, they can find out that information yeah. as well. They can. Um, right now, everything's a little bit crazy because we just got done with a bunch of fires. Um, right. that we had to shut everything down for the last couple of months just because we had evacuation orders. <laughs> so everything's a little bit, uh, a little bit outdated. We're, we're getting back and getting everything back up and going, but yes, you can, you can find that information on the website. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I mean, what an experience just to come out there, even if you don't want to ride a rope yet. You come out there and drink. <laughs> Riata Ranch wine and watch everybody else, you know, clean stalls. Yes. Yeah, work and work and ride. And where you can sit, we, it overlooks our arenas just down below us. And you can sit up here in the in the gazebo and drink wine and watch everybody else ride. Oh my goodness. You know, people are gonna take you up on that all day. I hope they do. Yes, absolutely. That's so cool. So so you are such an entrepreneur, and I'm, that's another reason why I'm so glad you're on the show is, is what advice, because you have so many different things from people staying on the ranch to giving lessons, doing clinics, touring the world. Um, what advice can you give someone that just wants to start up with one? Um, well, the first thing, I, I think you need to kind of start where I did, and that is find a place where you're comfortable. Find your where you can find your connection to horses because we're all in this because of the horses, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's really, I mean, that was my thing. I just wanted to ride horses. That was my passion forever. Um, and once I started riding horses, and then and then find out what you know, find some place just to start riding, okay? And then kind of open your mind and see what it is you really want to do. Do you want to ride? cutting horses? Do you want to ride rain cow horses? Do you want to ride trail horses? Do you want to do dressage? Do you want to ride jumping horses? What is it, what is it that really speaks to you? And I think everybody has to find their niche. Um, I've started people riding horses here and some of them, you know, didn't actually stay with the Western riding. They, they went a different way, but they were so glad to get that introduction to horses. Um, and then of course I've had Young, I've also had riders coming here with just the intention of wanting just to learn to ride. And then they ended up learning to trick ride. So cool. my suggestion is just to find where, what your niche is, you know, where do you fit in all of this? Cause the horse world is, you know, in the world itself, there's a lot of different areas. You can go a lot of right. different ways you can go. And you need to find the one that, that really, really makes you happy that you feel the most comfortable and where you feel the most at home doing. 
you know, and these other opportunities just came, came, came along with it. I mean, because of the trick writing, it was the show part. So what we're always doing, we're always traveling um, or we have, you know, commercials because we live so close to Los Angeles, um, going down and being part of uh, a TV show or making a commercial is really easy for us to do um, just because of where we live. And so ours is definitely more in the entertainment kind of show show side of the horse business but then there's still the fundamentals that you that i you know i gotta have i i could just get them go right all day i you know and if i go to a show fine i mean that's not really my end game anymore i just i like to ride for the enjoyment of of riding and i'm happy i've sort of been able to kind of come back that way kind of make a full circle and go back and you know to just go get on a horse we're starting a new pony program here are you really tell (laughs) us Okay, well, you know, you asked me where I get my inspiration. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I just kind of fall into it. But I ended up <laughs> buying, um, I ended up buying two ponies that are matched. Little gray ones called Hoss and Little Joe. And if you know anything about Bonanza, that'll mm-hmm. that'll ring a bell. Absolutely. Um, but I bought them for a t- different reason, and that reason um, went away. We weren't able to do that. So now I get to keep these little guys around, and I decided. You know, um, I, I want to get a couple of more and I'm going to start, uh, it's called Pony Punching. <laughs> and pony Punching? Pony Punching. Oh it's my for, goodness, I haven't heard of this. Six years and younger. And it's going to be a pony. And they're going to, all they're going to do is they're going to work with ponies. It's going to be for six-year-old, like little kids, little writers. <laughs> so oh, how much fun is that going to be? Oh my <laughs> so we're going to call it Pony Punching. <laughs> that is so much fun you know we're gonna so that's a new offering that we're going to start so I just again I just kind of fell into that had no idea that's what I wanted to do but decided that would be a really a new offering other than just bringing young people out to ride horses they could ride ponies and it would be a new so I I really think the thing is I really think it's going to catch on and get really popular I I do too entrepreneurial entrepreneurial (laughs) but how cool is that to go from movies and commercials to pony punching yeah, you know, and they're exactly. both fun and great. You know, that's what's yeah. so great about it. <laughs> yeah. And I love working with young people. And I love teaching. My thing is I really love teaching and I miss it when I don't get to do it. Yeah. So feed you, yeah. that's for sure. So, 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 uh, Riata Ranch, so it's a nonprofit, is that correct? I think I read that. Yes, it is. When we rebuilt the business in 2002, um, mm-hmm. not only did I not know how to run a business, I'd never done it. I was a team manager, but I'd actually never run a business. Uh, we decided that we should become a 501c3. And I said, well, now I really have no idea what I'm doing, but as long as y'all are going to help me, well, we can, you know, find our way yeah, through. We can do it. Yeah, we became a 501c3 and we do take donations. Um, what that does is that people say, you know, what we don't necessarily work with special needs kids or people. However, people are finding value in what we're doing here. Um, but because we take on all the overhead, like I don't buy and sell horses. So I don't have people who have their own horses and come here. I mean, all the horses on property belong to the ranch. All the equipment belongs to the ranch. So we take on all the expenses. And as I was saying in the beginning, our goal is just to let people connect to horses Um Load up in your car, come bring your family out, spend the day at the ranch. And guess what? You get to load back up in your car and go home, take that experience with you. And you leave all the responsibility with us. And we, we continue to maintain it. We also do some outreaching. Uh, we outreach to different um, programs with here within the community and uh, mainly youth programs and provide ways for people to come up here and do kind of horse therapy if you will right i don't really call it that but that's basically what it is it's just taking disadvantaged youth that would not have an opportunity to to be around horses and have an an effectual program for them where they really get something out of it in the four or six weeks that they get to come up and do this so we're really happy our our tenants of riata ranch is horsemanship leadership, mentorship, education, and community service. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So I, I, I bet it's so much fun. I, and being, you know, it's hard to run a nonprofit, but yet it's so rewarding and it's worth that effort. Hey, it's horses and a nonprofit. Don't, doesn't that go together? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
the it's uh and no it is no it is very difficult because sometimes people don't really understand exactly what it is we're doing here until they until they talk to me or they actually come on on property and see the values and the things that are actually going on how so, special it is yeah. would you mind saying the website just so everybody if they want to donate when they're listening to this or for sure it's riata ranch international.org and riata is spelled r-i-a-t-a so riata ranch international.org that's awesome so did you ever think you'd be running a a company that's all over the world no no (laughs) i love that i just no i honestly that that's the thing i didn't when Mr. Meyer passed away, I had no intention of taking this over. I did not see myself as running the business. I was really good at being like, you know, so underneath people and people giving me say, okay, these are, this is what needs to happen today. And I was really good at making that happen, but I never had to come up with the things every day that needed to happen. I was just told what needed to happen. I just went and made it happen. So, you know, it was a, it it was a real change for me to be in a leadership position to to come up, to wake up every day and figure out what needed to happen. And then the other thing that I had, that I had that was difficult is is Riata had only been known under the, the leadership of one person. Right. And when Tom Meyer was gone, then there was me and I'm not a blood relative. I was just, you know, I was. A product of the Riata program, um, I had to prove to people that I could actually take this on and do it, and that it would survive under a different leadership pro- leadership type. Because I'm definitely a different type of leader than he than Tommy was. Right. Um, and then you know we had other challenges. We had to find a ranch to, to operate out of at the time. I mean, there was lots of things going on, but you know we did it. And yeah. next year marks my 20th year as the executive director. That's so awesome. And, and the financial at the beginning and how y'all work through it and you just keep getting bigger and better. It's just, that's a testament to leadership for sure. And, and, and well, doing what you do you. for the kids. And so let's circle back to the beginning. You said there was a band and you play an instrument. Is that what you said? I played the harmonica. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't in, I wasn't in the original band because I, I didn't have any interest in it. But as we began to travel part of our offering was the band and so we had to learn to sing and dance and we all had to learn how to play an instrument so i played the harmonica not well i didn't even sing very well but if i wanted to be a trick writer and roper i had to be in the band so so what kind of music <laughs> oh gosh dang we did um everything from sons of the pioneers to oh, uh, kind of uh pop rock to um Bellamy Brothers too. What there you was, go. Popular oh, wow. back in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Very yeah. fun. Very fun. <laughs> so I, I I believe on a show coming up after this or soon after this, uh, we're gonna have one of y'all's alumni. Yes, you are. You're going to have Kansas Carradine. <laughs> All right. That's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, she's got her own story. She and I've been colleagues a long time, and she went to England with us, and she. She went on to perform for Cavalia and she did a lot of really, really interesting things with her life. Yeah. Wow, what a great show, Cavalia. But, um, and what about rodeo? Did, did you say you took her to a rodeo? I took her to her very first one. Very first one. So, what, <laughs> what did she think? Her first rodeo. Yeah. She, uh, it was in uh, Northern California and it was in Sacramento and it was a Coliseum rodeo up there. And, uh, we had just put together a brand new roping routine and she was all a part of that. But she was, Kansas and I probably have one of the most iconic photos from, from Salinas, from the Salinas Rodeo. She used to do a back bend on a horse, running horse, and I would hang off the back and I'd do a tail drag. So we, we would double wow. and there's really a fabulous photo of us in, at Salinas doing that trick together. Oh my goodness. I bet that is so, so neat to see. Yeah, for sure. She's a very lovely lady. She's a yeah. Really I can't lady. wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, so what what is a story maybe behind the scenes? Maybe it's doing a commercial or being on the road to a rodeo or maybe traveling somewhere that doesn't get to do it. That's something kind of fun that um, maybe they haven't heard of before. 
A story you know, from the road. A story from the road. Oh, I have. <laughs> Which one do I pick? Um, <laughs> Every day. Well, I okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell, this is kind of a funny story. This is actually during a performance. So I just told you about this um, trick that I used to do. It's called the tail drag, and you, there's straps on the back of the saddle, and you put your feet in the straps, and then you you lay back over the horse's tail, and it's called the tail drag. And it's the trick itself is actually a pretty dangerous trick, just because of where you are. Um, yes. And it's you know it's really got to know what you're doing. But anyway, I. I, that was one of my signature tricks when I was performing. And we were at this, uh, we were at Del Mar, we were at the county fair and we were doing this performance. And I, at the time I had a young girl that would stand up on the same horse with me carrying an American flag and we called that a hippodrome. So she's standing on the horse, I went off the back. And we hit the corner and the crowd is just going crazy like I could hear them and I thought oh well I must be making this tail drag look really dangerous <laughs> yeah so I kind of reach a little more so I'm dragging a little more <laughs> and I get up out of the tail drag into the saddle and I see that the girl that was supposed to be on the horse is not there oh no <laughs> and what I had realized is that she'd fallen off I didn't know that but her feet were so small that they just kind of came out of the straps and she just kind of whirled off and she's <laughs> the flag. She's standing on the corner holding the flag up and I'm like, oh, sorry about that, Renny. I thought that was all about me. I didn't know you <laughs> falling off. No, just take the credit. Just take the credit. Oh, but my. You know, the thing is about being on the road, we get to do some really neat stuff. I mean, we get to meet some really, really wonderful people. Um, you know, it's, we just did the Cheyenne Frontier Days last, this, this last, well, okay, well, here's a story for you. We're okay, at Cheyenne. Let's okay, do okay. it. So I don't know if you know the concept of Cheyenne, but they have a rodeo in the day mm -hmm. and at night it's concerts. And um, that night, Toby Keith was supposed to be in for, for a concert and I'm standing on the racetrack kind of waiting and I don't trick ride anymore, but I do trick rope. Okay. So I'm helping the girls with their trick riding. I'm just on the ground. So the girls are warming their horses up and I see this fellow over there walking and I'm thinking, man, that sure looks like Toby Keith, but you know, it Toby Keith would not be here this early walking around his bus. So I'm standing by the gates. So this, this person comes over and stands at the gate and we start talking about rodeo and horses and mules. And I don't know, you name it, 20 minutes. We're sitting here talking. It is Toby Keith. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> and I am just sitting there having this conversation. And I had to go. And I said, you know what? I, I would really love to sit here and talk to you, but I got to go because we're on. But it was a pleasure to meet you. And I'll see you tonight in concert. And he got us some really nice tickets. And we saw That's him in concert. Great that story. Night. I've never talked to him again, but it was him. He just hanging on the fence, just chit chatting away. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah, isn't that cool? And I think you know, we get kind of caught up in celebrity and, and people when they're famous, and they when they obviously have to live a different lifestyle. But when you really get down to it, we're all just people yeah. doing what we love, talking you know? about horses. Talking Absolutely. about horses. yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. This the time went so fast today. Oh, well, Scott, I'm so glad that you asked me to be on here with you. And it's a real a pleasure to meet you for sure. Oh, and I can't wait to take a trip out to California. I can't wait for you to come. I got yeah. things for you to do. <laughs> Definitely. I might even have some coffee. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. We have Cowboy Entrepreneur Coffee. We well, will send it to you. And uh, I know you have the, the Riata Ranch wine coming out too. So that's. Well, uh, you drink wine, I'll send you a bottle of wine. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we'll just come out there and just have a big old party. That'd Why be don't fun. we do it? Coffee yeah. and wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay. Now Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. For more information about today's guest, Jennifer Welch Nicholson, please visit the website, rrcowboygirls.com. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 
or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com. Dishwasher. And it was, I saw him in orientation. I gave the orientation. But soon later, I walked by the dishwashing area and I've forgotten who that was. And there was this one kid who said very friendly hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Mm-hmm.